Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. One final hour remaining. Asking whether or not, because it is Halloween, do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in the paranormal? Which that's hack. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's going to be a little hacky. Okay, I got forty-five minutes left on the poll. I have put it out there on Twitter. Bacione. Ken, what's going on? Do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. There's no question Fif- about it. Fifty-three point eight percent of those polled who participated in the poll believe in ghosts. Forty-six point two percent don't. You get to the calls here in just a moment here because we got some big stuff going on. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. What were you going to say is about it, you? Is it you don't believe in ghosts or you don't want to believe in ghosts? Not you, the forty-six percent. I wonder. That's interesting. I I just accepted that ghosts are a part of my life. Somebody got in on a really deep tweet and said, "If you believe in a higher power or an afterlife of any being, then you have to. There has to be some belief in ghosts." I went, this is some deep stuff for a Saturday afternoon, boy. Michael says, yes, they show up every time the Indians are in the World Series. A lot of people, because I'm in Cleveland, because of the Cleveland sports thing. Yeah, you got that. Uh, Ethos, the rapper, is sending me proof of ghosts. There are pictures. He is sending me photographic evidence of said ghosts. A lot of things going on. A lot of people getting in about the ghosts. I would. I do believe in ghosts. I told my personal. I, I gave my personal ghost testament to Pierno earlier tonight. Earlier today, he didn't give a damn about what I had to say, Bacioni. He didn't care at all. He thought it was all ridiculous. I said, "No, my grandmother. One my, my one of my last gift. My grandmother died in February of 1994. I was going to be eight years old. I was seven years old." The, one of the last gifts she got me, my grandma was awesome. Like everybody else's grandma was awesome too. But she got me a whole bunch of stuff for Christmas. And one of the things she got me for Christmas was this this stuffed bear that did Christmas carols, that played Christmas carols. And this is the, you want to know the real ass kicker out of this, folks, is I had a play, a Christmas play, where I had to sing Silent Night. This is Redurban Elementary School, 1993. The elementary school isn't even there anymore. I don't know why I need to tell that story, but still. I sang Silent Night. The Bear, one of the songs was on Silent Night. Now, on my sons, all right, on a Bible, that damn bear, you could put 
batteries in it, and you would press its paw, and the and it would play Christmas songs. Jingle bells, da-da-da-da, and it played Silent Night. One of the songs from Silent Night. My grandma dies in February. Swear to you. Later that summer, that bear starts playing on its own. So, in my own experiment, I take the batteries out of that bear. Zip the back of the bear back up, you know, cover it up. It, nice bear. That bear sits in the corner of my room, I swear to God, like the next day, that thing starts playing Silent Night. It has no batteries in it. Stop. Baccioni, if I'm lying, I'm dying, brother. On my mother, that is a true story. That's a true-ass, whole-ass story, friend. You that see, is I a believe true it. Tale. I believe it. Now, according to family legend, my fa- my grandfather, who I did not get along with, who was who was uh, her husband, uh, he was previously married to a woman named Rose, and I I knew her briefly before she passed when I was very little. Grandma Rose, she was also nice. Like the the moral of the story is, my grandpa was a real you know what with women, but the women he married seemed to be very very nice people. My grandmother Arlene and and my and who I called Grandma Rose, his first wife Rose, she stayed at my other aunt's house. She was in ill health at the time. She dies. They will swear on it around a card game to this day. The Slatzers of Canton, Ohio. They will swear to it. She had one of those Craftmatic adjustable beds. You know the ones that you, you the first ones when you press the button when they first started to come around. You remember those there, Abaccioni? Right, no, yeah. I mean now they're normal, but back in the day, this was real big stuff. They swear my aunt Steph will tell you without batting an eye that in her room she had a radio, she had a TV, she had that bed, and that bed would go up and down on its own, and the radio would turn on and go right to a certain station. Dead ass, man, telling you the <laughs> truth. I mean, it's just so many things that happen like that. Like, not like to yep. bunch of people. Like, you don't. I don't know if it's people don't want to like think of it as as oh, like something, you know, paranormal, or if that's just too scary to think about. But it happens mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It's true, buddy. It is true. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Now you could say I'm full of it. I the bear thing. Now I wasn't there for the the bed and that that whole thing. The bear thing that happened. I didn't make that up. I didn't dream that. That happened. I was seven when that went down. It's going on eight. I'm 34 now, and when I'm 64, and I, if I make it past that, I'm gonna tell you right now. I will tell you the same exact story, America. Spooky stuff, man. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I got into it about Trevor Lawrence about an hour ago. I'll get back into it again real quick, and I do want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger probably at the end of the show is what's probably going to happen because I know we have to get to work or shoot here. Trevor Lawrence has options. I don't think Trevor Lawrence should go back to college. We had a couple of callers who said, no, he shouldn't go back to college, and he shouldn't go back to college because especially if if I'm going to see stories, and and I told you guys, I got on ESPN.com yesterday afternoon to get ready for this show. I always get ready for the show on a Friday, and sometimes it comes back and bites me on the ass because – by Saturday, things have changed, and I have to adjust a whole bunch of stuff. But I like to get ready for the show on Friday and get my ducks in a row. So I sit down at my desk. I'm in my office right now. 
And the first thing I see is Trevor Lawrence and how he has to answer to a different set of criticisms. And it's this piece from ESPN.com. And just so I'm, I'm, I'm able to stand behind what I'm saying, it's an Adria, Andrea Adelson piece, beg your pardon, from ESPN. And it's, and it's pretty rough on Trevor Lawrence. And it's, it's about he said that they'd be safer. They are not safer. As if Trevor Lawrence went out out of his way to try to get coronavirus. As if Trevor Lawrence went up, went above and beyond. Didn't wear a mask, started making out with strangers, the whole thing. Like, I would hope we would be, and I'm not trying to go down this road, but I have to to talk about Trevor Lawrence in a bit, is I'm not trying to be a guy who says yes or no to anything I've accepted. Hopefully, someday we'll start to come out of this. Until then, I'm going to do what's necessary. The mass. The, I already washed my hands more than Howard Hughes as it was already, so there's nothing – I had no problem with doing that. The mass, the distance, everything, I'm going to do as I'm told. And I made sure to do it. And I think that Trevor Lawrence, because he wants to have a season, he wanted to have a season, was doing that. I think we've come to accept that, yeah, for some of us, we're going to do a whole lot to not get it. We still have to live our lives in certain ways and still do it safely. That some of us, even though we're not – doing stupid, irresponsible things to get it, could end up getting it, like Trevor Lawrence. And using Trevor Lawrence as some sort of, I don't know, some online victory lap by this Andrea Adelson uh, of of the coronavirus, I don't know what that has to do with, with, with really what Trevor Lawrence said. Trevor Lawrence is a football player who wanted to play football. And who had an opinion and said that, yeah, the safest place for a lot of college football players are is probably on campus. Well, Nick Saban said the same thing. Nick Saban had whatever you want to call that, a false positive or whatever. Nick Saban had it. He had players who had it. And they also, in this, at the University of Alabama and Tuscaloosa and Clemson University and Clemson, South Carolina, probably have access to some of the best doctors in the state. So it's not necessarily, if we really want to start splitting hairs here, it's not necessarily that Trevor Lawrence and Nick Saban were wrong. But if I'm going to subject... Trevor Lawrence to that type of scrutiny at least he should be a paid professional not about his lightness back at Clemson because that's a personal services contract that can that can come and go and be flimsy the real deal this is your money this is what you get this is your guarantee whatever you can make on top of that go right on ahead free will capitalism boom baby do it go ahead and do it we spent a lot of time talking about Justin Turner over the last week. I'll say it wholeheartedly. I think Justin Turner shouldn't have had, him, had himself back out there. I think Justin Turner is up for grabs for Major League Baseball. I think that he should be subject to a lot of severe punishment. The Dodgers should be subject to a lot of severe punishment because overall it's a dumbass thing to do. It's not worth the problem. I know it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You're 35 years old, and now I'm getting off on a real tangent here. You're 35 years old. You've won one World Series. It'll probably be the only World Series that you won. You came down with coronavirus. You tested positive during the seventh or eighth inning of a World Series game. How that comes back at that time, that's on Major League Baseball. That's still on you for going back out there. You have small kids running around on the on the field out there. You have older people out there having a celebration. You're in there in mass. You're kissing people. You're having a good time. It's a bad look, and it's not worth it. There is such a thing, even though we are talking science, and while we are in this time, and we got an election coming up, and we have a vi- hopefully some sort of a, a first generation of a vaccine, there's a lot of crazy things going on right now. And so a lot of people will try to start to press your beliefs. There is such a thing as common sense, and you know it's not a good look. 
more than likely, Justin Turner will be okay. More than likely, the people around Justin Turner will be okay. But why put it up for grabs? Why put yourself in a position for it to be up for grabs? But when I'm finished with that conversation, remember, Justin Turner's a 35-year-old grown individual who is compensated for what he does professionally. He's entered the realm. This is why I don't like to talk a lot about college football players, basketball players, baseball players, women's basketball, whatever it might be, because they're still technically amateurs. And so I don't like to speak about them that way. And I don't like to do this when it comes to Trevor Lawrence. If you're going to hold him to such this high standard where you're going to put him on scrutiny on the cover of ESPN.com, on the front page of ESPN.com, and now he's allegedly, according to this, sold you some sort of bill of goods, at least be a professional. And if you're Trevor Lawrence, why go back? You've proven everything you need to prove. But if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I go right to the New York Jets after this season because I'm, I'm assuming the Jets are going to have the number one pick. They're, it's a terrible franchise, and I'm willing to bet that they're going to have the number one pick. They're certainly not going to start their winning streak tomorrow. And I would tell them point blank, you have two weeks. I wanted to give them a month. I can't even do that. you got two weeks to get your affairs in order to my liking. And that is egotistical, and that is arrogant, and that's what it's meant to be. You have two weeks to get this thing together to my liking. If I'm going to be the face of your franchise, you're going to show me that you're going to provide every possible thing you can do to make this a winning organization and a winning football team. And don't give me any lip service. I want actual proof by what you do, whether it be firing this guy across from me, and I point right at Joe Douglas, or if, uh, hiring the right head coach, you're going to do something. Because I've never been a part of a loser, and I'm not going to be a part of a loser. And Trevor Lawrence knows going into this entire situation, no matter what team were to go up and get him, they're probably going to be a struggling team. But there's struggling teams, and then there's that. There's there's losers, and then there's the Jets. And regretfully, I hate to say this, there's been the Browns. There's been the Washington football team. There's been a couple of others. that It's a separate level. There's teams that struggle, and then there's them. You can't allow yourself to be a part of that. You have to think about yourself first. You have to think about your future first. And it wouldn't be so apparent if it wasn't going on right now as I say the sentence. I don't know how great Sam Darnold would be. I don't know if he'd be top three. I don't know if he'd be able to hold Patrick Mahomes' bags. I don't know if he'd be able to wash Lamar Jackson's jock straps. But you can't tell me he wouldn't be better off with, oh, I don't know. Frank Reich or Doug Peterson or or Sean Payton or even Matt Nagy or anybody you could think of off the top of your head. You can't tell me he wouldn't be better off than Adam Gase. Adam Gase, who's turned into the biggest charlatan in NFL football history, who rode the coattails of Peyton Manning and ended up becoming an NFL head football coach twice. Who coached Ryan Tannehill, who's playing some of the best football of his life without him now, with a defensive guy as his head coach. You allowed that man to hoodwink you. No, I'm not going to be a part of that if I'm Trevor Lawrence. And I know you'll fire him anyway because that's just what you do. You're the Jets. You're going to have to prove to me that this is going to be good or I'm going to do John Elway or I'm going to do an Eli Manning because they both have Super Bowls and they both have more than likely Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. They both have gold jackets to back it up. It's not going to be a perfect situation. The team that that takes Trevor Lawrence ain't going to be very good. But you can be a loser for a season. You can be bad. 
But that doesn't mean you have to be completely inept in a horrific franchise. And that's what Trevor Lawrence needs to tell the Jets. The Jets can do a host of other things. They can say, all right, and, and put out the feelers and say to any one of the teams that are drafting in the top five, he don't want to play for us, name your price. Or they should say, name your price, we're looking to trade the number one. I don't know if they want to tra- say that we're not going to trade play for us because that would probably just lower their price anyway. But you're the one who needs the quarterback. We're the ones who still want to stay in the top five to draft a quarterback. He doesn't want to play for us. We're not going to take him. Give me your price. Let's go. Because you still have to have that offer. And the Jets are more than welcome to do that. But if you're Trevor Lawrence, you need to do what's right for you so you can do right by your other teammates and you can do right by what's expected of you. What's expected of you is that you come into this league, you put on a good performance, defenses start to adjust to you, then you start to adjust to them, and then we put you on the cover of of SI, we put you on the cover of Madden, you become an MVP, you become a Super Bowl winner, and, and you continue to create and do things for your franchise. You become one of the great ones in the sport. That's what's expected of Trevor Lawrence. Whatever team he goes to, he's going to have to help. He's going to have to help them make better. That doesn't mean that team needs to be an albatross hanging around his neck like the New York Jets have been. So if you're Trevor Lawrence, you go right to the Jets and you say, these are my demands. Show me. Prove to me that you're going to be a better franchise. And if you can't, if I'm not convinced, I'm not going to play for you. You can draft me and I will sit. I'll do Bo Jackson. I will sit. Or you could trade the number one pick. You can draft somebody else and get yourself some picks. And since you guys know what you're doing, I guess we'll see each other on the football field someday. I don't know what that answer is to make Trevor Lawrence feel better either. Maybe it's Dabo, maybe it's not. Maybe it's an up-and-coming offensive coordinator. Maybe it's Eric Bieniemy. I don't know. I don't know. That one I don't have the answer to. But if I'm Trevor Lawrence... You're going to earn my trust, and you're going to earn me being a part of your team. It's not the other way around anymore. Those days are done. They went out the window when you ruined Sam Darnold. 855-2124-CBS. You guys all coming up next. I'm not going to do work or shoot. All calls. Joe, Jeff, Ian, stay there. Going to get to you guys. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. I got to get to Jeff in Cleveland. Hello, Jeff. Ken, I was calling about the, you know, Trevor Lawrence. And, you sounded you know, like you were choking yourself with a phone cord right there when you started the conversation. I, I, I'm what are you sorry, doing? but when you said that the bear had no batteries in it and it played the song, I lost. Yeah. It's no true. No batteries and it played? I took the batteries out. It had two AA Duracell batteries out. I go, all right, let's see if it's a short. And I, again, I was like eight years old when this went down because it, it was starting to happen over the summer. And I swear to you, and I swear on my sons, that damn bear started playing, si- and it played Silent Night, Jeff. The song that you had to play. The, the, that my I grandmother, was, at the at the Christmas pageant that my grandmother attended before she died. Boom. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that. But, you know, I'm, I'm not one to say that that can't happen, but. When you said that there's no batteries in it in the play, I could see if you had told me it was batteries in it and it just played on its own I, I, in the room. I, but no batteries? How can it play with no batteries? I, I, your guess is good as mine, Jeff. That's All why right. there there had to be a spirit in the room, and I'm sure it wasn't somebody else. It had to be my grandmother, which I said before. You know, I'm glad that my grandma was with me when I was eight years old. There, there, you know, there is a phase for every American boy where around 13 years old happens, and I hope she kind of went off and did some other things for a while. Yeah, Just saying. Okay. All right, well, a lot yeah, of experimenting listen. going on at that point that I don't really – I wouldn't be proud that grandma saw. <laughs> did she saw you? 
apples okay. and, and pop cans and all the other stuff. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I hope she went around for that. Yeah, right. So listen. So yeah. the Jets with the number one pick, the Jets will probably have another. Uh, you tell them Trevor Lawrence has to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Sam Donald should make a decision. What, if you're the Jets, what do you do? Do you get a boatload of draft picks and trade it? I mean, the Jets would be better if Sam Donald had weapons. The Jets aren't winning because they have then no. Why did they trade? Then why did they trade Jamal Adams for pick? Oh, because they said because he said Adam Gase was a bad coach, so he told the truth about Adam Gase, so they traded him. But and what, they're going to trade is, away. They're going to trade away Quinn and Williams now, according to well, these reports, which well, would be asinine. Yeah, you just said something that, that made me very intrigued. Mm. If Eric Bieniemy becomes their coach, Sam Darnold could do well if they get weapons with his his offensive mind. So wouldn't you rather just trade? I'm not saying that Darnold is better than Lawrence. I don't know, but don't you think he would be a lot better if he had some weapons? And, well, and, uh, you know what? Okay, like all right. This is it. This is. Well, do you think that Trevor Lawrence or Sam Darnold is going to be better? I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better because of. Well, then you just try to convince Trevor Lawrence, right? In the pros. But the, but in that don't you just try to convince Trevor Lawrence then, if you think he's going to be better? I think Trevor Lawrence goes there if Airbnb is their head coach and stuff. But you can't tell that this stuff that you want him to have done is not going to happen before uh, he gets drafted. There's a word that Lima has for it. It's not like Occam's razor or some or like a foul. It's some weird fallacy, but. Like I'm not going to continue to make a bad decision just if it's it, just to make it pay off. So like you, you're bringing up like okay if you had the number one pick and you had Eric Bieniemy yeah you could hold on to Sam Darnold but if you think that Sam Darnold isn't as good as Trevor Lawrence I don't think I just take a bunch of picks to help out Sam Darnold just because I already got a bunch of picks to not help out Sam Darnold. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I've been hearing all along anyway that the the the, yeah. the, the, the Indianapolis Colts would love Sam Darnold. And maybe you can get some picks from, from Colt and even increase your odds even more and let Lawrence know, hey, look, not only were we getting all these picks and stuff, all this change we're going to do for you, we're getting more picks from the Colt. So, yeah, I, I, I think that I think Frank Reich's proven to be a pretty good coach. I know some people disagree with me on that. Um, I, I really think a lot of people might disagree with me, but I think that he's proven to be a really good coach. I mean, you went from, you went from Andrew Luck to Brissett to Phillip Rivers. You've had to really – do three different types of offenses there. I think Frank Reich is not the problem. I think you have an older older quarterback there. It's not like the, the Colts aren't terrible, Jeff, but I think you have to think about your future, and I'd, I'd love to take a swing at Sam Darnold if I'm a Colts fan. Well, I'm saying if I'm the Colts and, and, and they got Sam Darnold with, yeah. with a chance, that would be great. But yeah. Hey, real quick, before I let you go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't going to let you get off that easy. Oh, real quick man. before I let you go. Can you can can you can your favorite football team, Jeff? Can you guys stop blaming the head coach? He's not a scapegoat, man. He's a head coach. You did that with Jason Garrett. This is not it Mike McCarthy's fault. fault. It was Jason Garrett's fault. It's not McCarthy's fault now. Then why are they blaming Mike McCarthy now? Well, first of all, I have no defense this year, and the quarterback is more valuable than I thought. So. I'm just disappointed, and uh, I got a whole lot of stuff from making that comment on your Twitter okay. page, and uh, now right. it's almost like I'm a celebrity. All the hate I got after that, um, so, Jeff. I'm. You know what? For 2021, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. I know. Yeah. No, sorry. I actually, I, I, I'm gonna tell you this. I am, and I'm, I'm gonna let you go, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. So turn the radio back up. I've decided for 2021, no more quote tweets of, of listeners. I'm going to tweet directly back at you if I disagree, agree, being a smart-ass, sarcasm, whatever it is. I'm, no more quote tweets. It's bullying. I don't like it. Ain't going to do it. No more. Done doing it. Tim and Charlotte. Tim, you're next up on the fan. 
You know. No, wait. You're up. Gotta, to, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. My business. God, Tim, I'm I'm wrong. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. You're I next up you on CBS Sports a, Radio. You might be in the wrong business. You could be one of those paranormal searching guys with that whole story about the bear. But that's cool. Well, though. just because um, it happened to me, and I mean, I mean, good God, I spent I, I spent some of my teen years <laughs> stoned. So I mean, who knows if I'm really telling the truth anymore? To be honest with you, Tim. Then, go ahead. And then on and on a funny note, I for the longest time thought everybody was calling Eric. The, M- the enemy, Eric the enemy, and I, I was like, man, that's like the coolest name in the world for a running back. I you was remember like, when um, Chris Berman used to call him Eric sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> it's, like, remember, it's like when when, yeah. Gruden, when Gruden calls him Ryan Tannehill. You know, that's that's like his that's like his. The, the, <laughs> that's very funny. But I got to tell you, I am not a fan. Of a, of a great quarterback going to a team that is just awful. I mean, yeah. look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a stud. Everybody can tell the guy can run. He can throw like through a, through a freaking uh, spinning tire. He's amazing. I mean, the guy, but he's got no support around him. Yeah, I, but I think, but isn't that part of what we see? There's, there's something there to our psyches. Tim and what we've I don't know how old you are but it, you know I'm 34 and I grew up the same way probably you did in a lot of ways where you always have to kind of pay your dues you have to earn it so when I'm yeah. saying what I'm saying about Trevor Lawrence it's like I know that it's not gonna sit well with some people because who, who's Trevor Lawrence who, who was John Elway who was Eli Manning to make these yeah. demands and I'm watching Joe Burrow and Joe some of the hits that I'm seeing Joe Burrow take I've brought this up in previous weeks I haven't seen those hits since the 90s like he looked like Mike Tomzak with a couple of those hits and I'm thinking, you, you my know what? God. You're, you're you're dead. You're dead on with that. I thought his head flew into the stands one time. I was the, like, what the heck? The I game mean, against the that? game against Philadelphia when Derek Barnett hit him uh-huh. and his head goes back and forth. I mean, I have not yeah. seen a head like that since the 1990s. And there's nothing there. It's all you know. Normal is what it, I think that one was fly, but the other ones aren't. And I think we build more respect for a guy like that. And I know that our entire system of what the NFL is built with. At least of our team's bad, we're supposed to have a draft pick that's going to help our team get better. We can get excited about that. If if Trevor Lawrence opens that up, then we find ourselves in a problem because then the rich only get richer because who doesn't want to go to the Kansas City Chiefs or whoever – Kansas City has a quarterback. Who doesn't want to go to one of the teams that are really, really good? So you yeah, got to help out those franchises. But I, I just don't like I – I, I can deal with teams that are losing. I can't deal with organizations that are just in shambles. Well, you know, and and – down here in Charlotte, everybody was Cam Newton, Cam Newton. When he when he was at his peak, he scared the hell out of everybody. But yeah. guess what? When he got hurt, yeah. and he his speed went down, and his throwing went went a little weird. Yeah. He doesn't scare anybody. Look at him in New England. He people can run him down now. And I hate to see a good quarterback just get eaten alive. But, right about I mean, that. it's going to happen. You're right about that. And Tim, I, I I thank you very much for the call. And I it was it had to be I think it was Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, who said it earlier today. And you can listen to that in the archives, CBSSportsRadio.com, where he brought up he brought up Cam Newton. Said, "Hey man, Cam Newton. He came in in a year. People are saying that he doesn't know the offense yet. Cam Newton came in in a year where they had a strike shortened season, or not a strike, the lockout shortened season of the training camp. There was no training camp beforehand, and he came in and kicked everyone's ass." But a lot of that was based on pure natural ability. And when he's been hurt, and he's been hurt so many times over now. I mean, the guy had a broken back once out of a truck accident. He, he's he's dealt with some serious stuff. And it might shorten his career, and it might shorten a lot of guys' career, but for, for what he's done, he's done some incredible things, and now we're here at the end of it. 
And so I think that a guy like Cam Newton, that becomes a bit of a cautionary tale to go, you might have 15 years, you might have 20 years, like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. You might have a decade, and that's it. So you you really got to trust the franchise you're going to. 855-212-4CBS, which reminds me of another thing. I'll get to some of the calls in. The difference between old Ben and new Ben is about two Super Bowls. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the very latest with Erica Herskowitz. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is unbelievable. Boston College, is, is this a real score? Is this 28 to 10? Boston College on top, on top of Clemson, 28-10 right now. 31 seconds left to go second quarter. Do you still think Clemson's going to come back and win this one here? Baccioni? Without Trevor Lawrence? Not sure. You know, I mean, they're doing things right now. That that tip pass in the end zone that was still caught by Boston College, they had Clemson had it down at the goal line, fumbled it. It looked like DJU had fumbled the ball. At least I got to blame it on the quarterback. This thing was picked up for six on the fumble return. I mean, they're doing things. Eagles are doing four and two, boy. They're doing things. You can still say they're Adazio's boys, but, man, they're doing some stuff right now. Boston College, no one to sleep on in the ACC all of a sudden. Eight five five two one two four cbs Thought about Big Ben coming up. Let me get to Joe in Oregon. He's been on hold forever. Joe, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. We're a week away, friend. Oh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I got a bad uh, echo on my end, so I apologize. You're fine. I don't hear anything. You go right on ahead. Go ahead and speak it. So you were talking about the uh, Pac-12 and maybe Oregon and having traveling for potential college football playoff berth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to say, I work at an airport. In the last two years, when Oregon has gone to big games and played against Auburn, People travel. Yeah. So there is that. They can fill a stand with whatever game they play in. Yeah, so you know, I, I, I might throw that, them into Yeah, I might throw them into that mix as well there, Oregon. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. But uh, you brought up uh, Tua and the Ryan Fitzpatrick trade earlier in the show, or trade the, the yeah. benching of Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And as a Dolphins fan, it had to happen. I mean, he could have played better Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick against the Jets, uh, but just wasn't there. And that's okay. They still won. But looking at his interceptions that he's thrown this season, uh, some of them have come in key times. Two of them against the Patriots. Uh, one was in the red zone. One was in Patriots territory. And one of the other ones against Seattle was against uh, in the red zone. So, eh, really don't know which one you're going to get with uh, Fitz Magic, Fitz Tragic, or Fitz Meh. Jake. <laughs> I, uh, I I chose, and Joe, thank you. I, I know you're hearing a little bit of a reverb. I'll let you go for it, buddy. Thank you very much for the call. I've chosen to trust Brian Flores. He built a lot of equity with me last year. And I like to use that word because it's a fun word to say. Uh, he, he, he had nothing on defense. I'll restate it. There was nobody at the time I saw them live. There was nobody on that team from the 2018 defense on the 2019 defense. They at one point had 22 undrafted free agents on their active roster of 53. 22. He got five wins out of them. Brian Flores made a lot of coaches look bad last year. He made a lot of – like there were a lot of guys who, 
oh, I want to give this guy an excuse. I want to give that guy an excuse. And then there was Brian Flores, who had every excuse in the world, still won five games. So I'm choosing to trust Brian Flores on this. Because it, the the two weeks previous, when this decision was made last week, two weeks previous, the Dolphins started out at one and three. And everybody and there were people starting to talk, not everybody, but there were national pundits starting to say, well, if Tua can't play, should they just draft a quarterback in the in, in the first round next year? If they're one and three? What are they going to do? And then they're three and three, and they had an improbable but very nice win against San Francisco. They even up their record against the Jets, which I think probably Bishop Gorman could beat the Jets right now. And if it at three and three, how could they move on from Ryan Fitzpatrick? It, it's time. It's time. We're talking today's Halloween. We're all talking about death. Sometimes it's just time. It's just time for Ryan Fitzpatrick to go, and it's time for Tua Tungavailoa to take over. Tua didn't become stupid. That was always the question with me. I think Tua's shown a great deal already at Alabama. He's going to be ready to take over an offense, be a leader, to to bring together a playbook, to understand that playbook, absorb it, be able to get it out there in the field. He'll make mistakes. Every rookie does. And he's going up against a Rams team that's going to be tough. There's no perfect time to play a rookie. They did everything they could. They gave him an extra week. He had a bye week last week. He could learn and he could do a lot of things. There's not going to be any perfect. Oh, my God, Aaron Donald. It's a league of grown men. You're going to play him at some point. They're going to play at some at some juncture. they got to play against other grown men. So he's going to have to do it. And we'll see if Tua Tungvaloa can do it. But I, I think if, if the problem, if, if there's any problem for Tua, I expect him to start out pretty good. The Rams are a good football team. But I expect him to start out pretty good, even against the Rams, who are a good team and a pretty decent defense. I expect him to start out well. I expect him to start out and play well over the next couple of weeks because if you're a rookie of any reputation anymore, I think you have to start out well now. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, the guys who haven't, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, not really great, not really great at the top. And so if you don't start out really good as a, as a rookie quarterback, I really fear for you. I think that he'll start out okay. My problem with him, it's not even a problem. It's just physical. Can he handle it because of the injuries? And I, I don't know. Those are strong injuries that he's had. Anybody would probably go down. So I don't even think that's a legit criticism of Tua Tungvaluwa. I think Tua's going to be fine. I think he'll be fine with a good coach. I think they're creating a really good culture. And the Dolphins are an example. I'll tell you what, for everything I'm saying about the Jets today, the Dolphins are a great example of, yeah, you can – it's tough, and I the Dolphins tried to do it the wrong way. They tried to tank that thing out. Brian Flores wouldn't let them. But you're creating a culture. You still got yourself a good, strong, smart quarterback, and you can build it up the right way. Just because you're in the dumpster doesn't mean you have to be a total dumpster fire for 20 years. You don't have to be dumpster fire, dumpster juice for a long time. So if Trevor Lawrence does go to the Jets or so and or Eric Bieniemy ends up with it, you can build a culture. It's the same thing what Ron Rivera is trying to do with Washington. It's the same thing that Kevin Stefanski is trying to do with the Browns. Three teams that were really NFL outposts over the last five years. The Browns longer than them, but three teams that were really NFL outposts over the last five to ten years. And you you have people in positions who are trying to build it. We're just at the end of the line with Adam Gase. That's all. JT in Baltimore. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Ken Carmen, how we doing? Doing wonderful, JT. Go ahead. I'm going to try and make it quick and brief, but Joe Douglas, a smart man, ties to Philly and Baltimore, so he's seen winning organizations. But if Adam Gase, for the 2021 draft, is still the head coach, and they do take Trevor Lawrence number one, 
If Trevor Lawrence doesn't pull a John Elway or Eli Manning and flat out refuse, maybe we should start checking Trevor's head for concussion protocol. Because <laughs> I, I would fight and scream if I had the talent Trevor Lawrence did. Because Adam Gates is no quarterback whisperer. He's he, it's a dumpster fire. I don't think that Adam Gase is going to be there very long. I, I thought I, that I Adam Gase either. might be the first coach fired, but I, they might just finish the season with him, but I don't think he's going to be there for the draft, no. I, I can't see there being any chance. I don't think you got to worry about that, James. All right. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, a lot, of, and a lot of people, and I know I said some strong stuff about Joe Douglas too, I think a lot of people do respect Joe Douglas as a good football guy. I know he's, it, it, it is inherited. I, I don't think Adam Gase will be there very long. I don't think anybody has to worry about that, and certainly not Trevor Lawrence. Now the Dabo Sweeney conversation will get brought up as it should. Same thing as what it was with Houston. I don't know if Debo would do such a great job in the NFL, but it would be something, if we want to talk about Trevor Lawrence, it would certainly be something that got Trevor Lawrence's attention. Mike in Wisconsin, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing? Doing well, Mike. Go ahead. Good. I think they should have a, impose a lottery system. Like That way you can't tank for Tua or tank for Trevor. Like Maybe just the first eight, ten picks maybe five picks, and just for the first round is what I was saying. And then where you were is where you are. But do something like that. Make the losing teams in the NFL have to play anyway instead of tanking. Because I don't like any type of, you know. I just don't think tanking uh, works in the NFL. I think it, I think it's being proven year in and year out that, that tanking does not work in the NFL, Mike. I don't think so either. I don't I, think teams should do it. I think the Bengals are as ba- as bad as they were. Like again, Carlos Dunlap just got got let go, or he just got traded. Carlos Dunlap was there for over a decade. Geno Atkins has been there for a long time. They had a couple of guys, you know, guys like Nick Vigil and stuff who had been there for a long time. They were just bad. They're, they're, the Bengals last year were just a bad football team. I do not see them as tanking. And you're looking at some of the best situations in the NFL, Mike. Deshaun. Now these are not great situations, but these are good young quarterbacks. Not all of them are great situations. Houston traded up for Deshaun Watson. Kansas City traded up for Patrick Mahomes. To the detriment, the Bears traded up for Mitchell Trubisky. Arizona was naturally bad, and they got Kyler Murray. Lamar Jackson, they traded back into the first round for him. Sam Darnold, the Jets tanked, and we see what the Jets are doing. Josh Allen, Buffalo traded up for Josh Allen, if I'm not mistaken. Baker Mayfield, the Browns tanked. You have two situations, right? Baker Mayfield had a great game last week. Mike, you know that they're not out of the woods. I mean, you're you're getting – Watson, Mahomes, Murray, Trubisky. I mean, these Lamar Jackson. These guys are not. Their teams didn't tank out for them. They're they're given good situations right now. Mike, you're right. I don't think any team needs to tank. On the NFL, it, it, it's, it's go. And Mike, well, go ahead, Mike. It's it's just a it's a crapshoot basically where a quarterback goes out of college. I remember there's so many Gus Farrats, so many Vinny people. <laughs> quality quarterbacks that just ended up in bad situations that could have been good if they would have went to a different situation. Yeah, Mike, I'll you're let right. you go, man. Mike, thank you, very, it, man. thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. 855-2124-CBS. I'll try to fit you in as soon as we can. With with Watson, Mahomes, I, I mean, I've written them down before. Jackson, these guys were traded up. Why do I need to tank? Why does Jacksonville need to tank? Uh, these are things I don't understand. Well, we got to get we got to get young. We got to what, the only thing you do when you tank is you force every decision you you make to have to be a perfect one. Bill Belichick, now you had a great quarterback for 20 years. You go back to their draft, they've drafted some quality players. They've also had a lot of misses. You don't have to make every decision perfect. When you do nothing but 
Any idiot can tear it down to the studs. I could go into the, the the Detroit Lions tomorrow, become their general manager, and trade away all their players and say we're going to tear this thing down to the studs. Any moron can do it. Baccioni can do it. Hickey can do it. Pirno can do it. You can do it. We all can tear down a football team. Building it is tough. And when you take it all out and you tank it and you say, all right, all these picks are there, you focus every one of your picks to have to be perfect. I've lived through that. I'm in Cleveland. I've told you guys the Browns thing is a million times over. There are people who still – Miles Garrett is one of the leaders for Defensive Player of the Year. Now, I don't want to say that around Pony because Pony wants him thrown in the Hooskow because of last year, but regardless, he's coming up next. Miles Garrett is, is one of the leading candidates for Defensive Player of the Year, and there are people who are not satisfied with, the, with Miles Garrett because when you're that bad for that long and you tank it out, you have to be Lawrence Taylor on every play. Baker Mayfield has absolutely struggled. And in that 2018 class, you weren't going to take Josh Allen number one overall. You just weren't. They decided not to take Sam Darnold. You'd probably be in the same situation. What did you tank it out for? Lamar Jackson would not be Lamar Jackson with that current Browns with that Browns football team then? Oh, God, no. Give John Harbaugh some credit. Changing around an offense, letting trusting Lamar to work? It wouldn't have been that way. So what did they tank for? The Browns at best ten and six this year, if it, it, because of an easier schedule, be nice. But they didn't tank to go six and ten and have to fire people last year. That certainly didn't happen. You don't need to tank. You don't need to do any of that. Have some smart people around you. Go out and get your guy, like the Steelers did with Ben Roethlisberger, who I didn't get to talk about today, but I will next week. I guarantee it. And Pony, who will definitely talk to you about coming up next. I'm sure. Big thanks to Pirno. Baccioni was fantastic. Marco Belletti was exquisite. Erica Herskowitz, always a professional, solid effort. I'm Ken Carmen. You guys have a wonderful Halloween, my friends. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.